We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have drawn nil-nil at Crystal Palace to go 15 games unbeaten in the Premier League. Six clean sheets in a row. Haven't conceded a goal since October in the league, or just anywhere, I think. Um, and also haven't conceded a first-half goal since August. These are obscene statistics, but Simon Campbell is still not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely put. Uh, yeah, I suppose I haven't had a chance to, to vent for a long time because we've been so good for so long, and that used to be my thing, didn't it? <laughs> um, no, look, it, it was a frustrating result yesterday. I, I would like to frame it as, you know, I'm not angry at Eddie Howe, I'm not angry at any of the players. Um, I think in terms of you know, the unbeaten run and everything, that's all brilliant. That's, that's you know, it's to be commended and we, we mustn't forget where we were a year ago, et cetera, et cetera. But these nil-nil draws are getting a little bit concerning. The the lack of um, finishing quality from us is a little bit concerning. Now, I put it down to, I think we've become a little bit predictable. Um, and again, it's not Chris and Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe knows way more about what he's doing than I do, obviously. But same team every week. Wilson's being marked out the game pretty comprehensively. Miggy is, is hasn't I haven't seen him have a shot for about three games because the defences just don't let it happen now. They know if he's going to cut in his left. I mean, we we used to say this before he went in his goal scoring run. Teams knew he's going to go on his left, and it it's happening again. Uh, as soon as people identify that threat, it's 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 easily easily marked, and then we're kind of left waiting for um, Joe Willock or Joe Linton to do something on the left. And very occasionally, Willock did break past um, is it Ward, the right back for for Palace. And then the final ball was was lacking, but it only happened a couple of times in the game. So yeah, we're we're a bit easy to defend against um, in that respect. So the lack of goals isn't that surprising when you look at the, the, how we're setting up every week and how teams are now learning to set up against us. Um, that said, we we had like fifteen corners. If a team gets fifteen corners, you should really get a goal from one of those fifteen corners. And most of the del- deliveries were fine. Trippier was putting some great balls in and, and Crystal Palace are a big physical side so that does give them the advantage there but yeah we need to we need to get some practice in on those or something or, or, or try something different I used to love the little set piece routines that we we had going before the World Cup haven't seen as many there was one free kick where um, Trippier played that clever ball to Bruno and if he just put a bit more on it there was a there was a chance to score there but yeah I think teams have worked us out it's getting a little bit concerning and it might be time for Eddie Howe to to look at alternatives, you know, we've got we've got Isaac and Maxi who've come off the bench there. Why not? Why not try something different? Why not start someone again? It's, you're not dropping players because they're playing badly, but it's it's a necessity now that we if we want to keep winning these games because 
We can't get away with too many more draws against bottom half teams if we want to finish in the Champions League spaces. So yeah, um, that's my negative opening statement. Um, <laughs> but yeah, lots of caveats, of course. Charlotte and Kyle also join me on the podcast. Either of you want to disagree, agree, develop, talk to us. I don't think it's cause for concern. So I like, and I'm sure we will go into that in this podcast. But I don't know if it's like teams finding us out or or a lack of clinical edge. Maybe it's a bit of both. We really struggled in that final third yesterday to to create any. Well, we were creating things, as as I said, fifteen corners is not creating nothing, but. Um, we're just unable to to put the ball away, and 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 I think we need to be a bit more aggressive and take chances. I I don't know if that's a personnel issue. I mean, I don't want to dig into the players too much. I'm sure we'll talk about different players and performances yesterday. Although there was nothing terribly stand out, it did look like Wilson was slightly off the pace. We were talking about it during the game. Um, and to size point, I would. I would sort of counter that perhaps it is a game that Isaac starts or Maxi starts just to to bring a bit more pace into the side and uh, really charge at this big physical side, Crystal Palace. So there are things that if they were different, it would have been different. But you've also got to kind of trust Eddie Howe and and Tyndall and, and say, well, this is what they want to do. They don't want to upset the equilibrium. A draw is not a bad result. Palace, are, it's Selhurst Park's a shit place to go, and it's we don't have a great record there. Uh, they were always going to play like that. Played against them three times this season, and it has been the same. It isn't a surprise. Yesterday's performance and result isn't a surprise to me, and so I'm not sitting here absolutely gutted over it. Thoughts, Kyle, on this conversation? To be fair, I think I think everybody expected a tight game. Uh, we've had that a couple of times this season, like Charlotte says, and it, it's no surprise. I think I do think we had what we, we did have what chances to win the game. I think Wilson heading it straight at the goalkeeper didn't help. Isak doing relatively the same. I just think it comes back to the conversation that we've had in the past. Like we need different options for different games because, as Sai said, Wilson. And Miggy Almiron seem seem like easy and predictable to defend against. We need different options in those games. Like you've got Isak and Maximin staying on the uh, sitting on the bench. Would it not have been worth starting them from the get go? Because Joel Ward, in my opinion, was like slower than a snail yesterday. <laughs> and Joel and and Joel Willock were drifting past him as if he wasn't even there. I think that's a slight mistake from Eddie Howe. Like. For me, like I know, I know we've got a good thing going with this team, but I think if Maximin had been in from the start, I think would have created a hell of a lot more chances because Joel Ward couldn't cope with what we had, um, and I think Maxi with his directness and how how he can turn it defenders inside out, I think it would have been a, I think would have been a very, would have had a lot more, a hell of a lot more chances in front of goal had we started uh, Maxi from the start. Fair point. Yeah, fair point. I think that f- trying to look at it from not just the game in a season context and in the context of this month, lots of games of football this month for us. Uh, I, I was surprised that he didn't change it, particularly with Southampton on Tuesday and now no game next weekend. Um, but that's, you know, we'll find out in South- against Southampton what the team will be there and if it was the right decision. Um, four points from Fulham and Palace, f- absolutely fine for yeah. me. Absolutely. Yeah. I- approaching those you know when we beat Leicester 
when we had these two games and then it was almost good, I hate to say it, but good. I think Craig, Craig Hope called on a patron pod with data. Uh, a good defeat or whatever he called it, basically saying against Sheffield Wednesday, um, it just it just provides Newcastle with so much recovery time the week between the two cup semi-finals. I thought he might have changed it with that in mind. But four points is what I would have taken after that last game. Give us four points, whether it's a draw against Fulham or a win at Palace or however, however it comes, keeps us quite nicely in our position in the league and we can concentrate on these two cup semi-finals. And it's funny, isn't it, how when when we play in the cup, like it seems all, all that matters is the cup. And then after the game yesterday, everyone not everyone, some people are pretty down. In, to me, it's all about the cup this month. You know, the, the fact that we can keep ticking along in the league, which we have done, we still haven't lost. We haven't picked up as many points in the last four games as we could have done, but we've picked up enough to still be in third place at the time of recording. We're still uh, six points ahead of Spurs, haven't played the same number of games. That's a fucking good position to be in. It's an extraordinarily good position to be in. So a point yesterday is fine. I'd absolutely take on board what you're saying, Si. I think we're going to talk later in the show maybe about you know why why it is maybe we're not scoring as often. Uh, we still scored the seventh most number of goals in the league, and we have the best defence, which is incredibly promising for a number of reasons, um, both for this season and beyond. But ultimately, it was a, it was a reasonable point for me. It, it, you know, you don't. It's weird, isn't it? You can't always feel this kind of happy, elated feeling at the end of a football match. And some people are probably addicted to that because it's a highly addictive feeling. But you can't win every game. And I just, I know, I know it's so easy for for someone like me to do this to to support my point. But anyone who watched that game at Palace last year, when we drew one one and didn't deserve to. It was only last season. You know, yeah. we absolutely battered them yesterday. We absolutely battered them. The, the, there was only one winner in that game. And I think another positive point for me would be Man United went there this week and didn't control the game to anything like the extent we did. Yeah, they created a couple more goal-scoring opportunities, but not many. And Palace had, you know, um, De Gea's making multiple saves whereas Nick Pope's had the first thing to do in about six weeks and he's done it very very well because he's a very very good goalkeeper so I'm pretty happy with the point overall it's you know you don't always get what you want in life you can't always feel good at the end of stuff and uh, I think I think Eddie Howe spoke after the game and said you know he's happy with the performance controlled the game probably didn't create the number of clear goal scoring opportunities he'd have liked but we weren't far away you know mm. so I think that's a nice place to stop part one of the show and then develop this further. Um, so we're going to come back after these adverts. If you uh, don't listen to the adverts and you want to support this podcast, please join us on Patreon. It's between three and eight pounds a month. You get uh, ad-free versions of this pod and you also get loads, loads more podcasts. We did like nine this week. So many. So many. Such a workload. Um, so back after these. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Kyle, let, let's let's talk about that team selection a little bit then, a bit more. I know you've already, you've already stated that you fancied ASM and in, in, in Isaac in. Uh, I'll put a question to you, and this is purely because I've had a few people say it to me since the game last night. I've seen a bit on social media, people questioning Callum Wilson. Do you think he deserves dropped? <clears throat> you know what? I back Callum Wilson to the moon, and it's just like... it it It's like shooting Bambi, but I'd, prob- <laughs> I'd, pro- I'd, pro- I'd probably say, yeah. Um, in all honesty, because Isak seems to be shown a bit more. Like against against Fulham, Isak was getting in between the channels and he's shown that bit of extra quality on the ball that Wilson doesn't necessarily have. Um, and I, I just think, if anything, I, I, I just think we need to switch it up because as I said before, we're, we're very predictable. If we kind of get McGee in behind and we can't get Wilson in a goal-scoring opportunity, we're, we're very basic going forward like don't get us wrong like i'm looking at stats now about how great with defense is but going forward i just feel like different options for different games is needed and i think going into tuesday southampton uh i would go with isak from the start and i'll go with maxi from the start as well change it up give the opposition something different to think about and we've got we've got a good record against southampton in recent games especially at st mary's so let's go there and put a couple past them and Try and get the game. Try and get the temp, uh, the two-legged affair done over over two two legs. Very much so. And you know that th- this is now. I, d- I don't want to disregard Palace. I'm going to spend another half an hour talking about it. So I don't want people listening to disregard it either. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> but it is it, it, that that's all. Happen, those Southampton games are the biggest games of our season by yeah. a mile. I think you're a bit harsh on Wilson. I think if he was missing sitters or he, he was not in positions he was supposed to be. <laughs> You know, he had a few chances against... Good chance Fulham. yesterday, mind, where he had, like, a pillow on his head and just cushioned it back yeah. to the goalkeeper. But I, know like, I, mean. I don't want to be harsh on Wilson. It's not like, about it's not about being harsh. I don't think you are harsh. I think you're just giving a football opinion. That's, that's okay. You know, the good thing for me and you, Kyle, is we don't have to pick the team. I'll speak to Callum Wilson. So it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a completely valid, valid opinion. I suppose what I'd say about yesterday is I'm a little bit disappointed we didn't see... Isaac and Wilson on the pitch at the same time because yeah. that's what did it, it against worked. Fulham. Yeah. So if I had a criticism of anyone, it would be coaching staff there. You know, was that not a shout? Again, Tuesday in mind, can Wilson, with his injury concerns, the number of injuries that he's had, can he can he play two ninety minutes in, in the space of four days? Maybe not, Si. Is he is he holding Isaac back for the cup game? You know, Isaac looks yeah. looks really good. Maybe he wants to unleash him for that massive, massive game of football. Um I, I think it's a really, really tough one with Wilson because he hasn't he hasn't looked right. I think you're right, Dodds. He hasn't really kind of. He's not missing loads of chances or, or not you know working hard and doing doing his usual thing. Um, he is being marked a bit more more thoroughly by by defenses. But I think there is something missing in his game. And he, we had that Ill, illness over Christmas. We never really knew what that was. He he put in such a shift to get himself in that England squad for the World Cup, and then was scarcely used. You know, he got an assist, and then he got like another 10 minutes after that and he, he probably came back from that world cup really disappointed because that was his kind of last chance mm. for england so maybe maybe mentally he's not quite as um as 
as driven because he was like a man possessed in those in that run up to the um, World Cup, the, the Villa game in particular. And we haven't seen that from him since. And, and again, yeah, he was he, he created himself two excellent chances against Fulham, which I don't think anyone else in our team can do. But um, other than that, he's he's been quiet and he was quiet yesterday. Um, I would like to see Isaac and, and Wilson both in the same team because I think if you drop Wilson after all he's done for us, it also looks a bit bad and it's probably not fair on him and it, it could damage him, you know, psychologically as well. I don't know. Um, but it, it's it's all about the rest of the lads don't deserve to be dropped either. And it's a really... It's a selection headache that Howe now has to solve. Um, Joe Linton and Joe Willick both play very well every every week and they work very hard and they, they do what they're told. They follow their instructions. So someone's got to come out of the team for, for Isaac or Maxi to come back in and it's 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 a really difficult one. And you, you probably expect to see something change on Tuesday, but yeah, I'll be surprised if Wilson's dropped if he's fit to play. I agree, and, and you know the, the team selection stuff is important. And then it goes back to your original point, site and you know have have teams worked us out a little bit. I, th- th- there's definitely something to be said for it, but it's again, it's not like it's not like Newcastle aren't creating chances or at least goal scoring situations. If Newcastle have beaten Leeds three 0 no one complains. If Newcastle have beaten Fulham two or three 0 don't think anyone complains. If Newcastle won two in the last night, I don't think it would be unfair on the balance of play. Like Kyle said, first half. But the frustration is 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 probably more so because we did have those opportunities in goal scoring areas. Three times in the first twenty minutes, Joe Linton or Willock go past Ward with acres of space in front of them, and I suppose that makes. And I was saying at the time, I was like, I wish ASM was playing because yeah. with that space available, who's going to do more? And I just wonder, Sai, I get your view on this. Do you think Eddie's too loyal? Is that it? Because because it, it does it does seem to be like there there are it's not like there are no options for him to change things. We haven't scored in three of the four last four league games. I'm, I'm not saying this is my opinion necessarily, but I'm interested in your view whether whether he's just he's just too either stubborn or loyal to to, to the lads who've done so well. It's it's a very good question. Too loyal sounds like a, a criticism, and I, I don't know if I'd call him too loyal because it's worked. You know, showing faith in these players, you get great performances out of them week on week on week, and you know, um, to to start behaving differently might might disrupt things. But and I think we said this after the Leeds game as well. Newcastle are third in the league, and we're playing a bottom half team. Do we really need? three kind of defensive midfielders in the team do we really need Joe Linton Longstaff and Bruno in the same team against Crystal Palace do we really need Dan Byrne at left back against Crystal Palace I'm not saying drop Dan Byrne he hasn't played well I'm saying could we have tried Mighty Target to give a bit more of an option a bit more overlap could we have taken a gamble on not playing one of those three midfielders and playing a maximum and then you know or at least giving them a bit longer because I think the subs came at like 70 minutes you know it's uh probably wasn't enough time so this um the loyalty question is a good one, and I think I, I, I t- fully understand why he keeps picking the same team and why he trusts his players, because there's an obvious plan, there's an obvious system that they're, that they're following to a T, but I think maybe maybe he's underestimating how good we've become and how playing a team like Crystal Palace, who are going to just try and shut up shop against Newcastle, as did Leeds, as did um, Bournemouth and, and Palace before Christmas, as... <laughs> Leicester are the only team that didn't try that and they, they got punished for it. Fulham locked locked down the hatches as well, you know. So we have to approach these games differently. We have to be a bit more adventurous, in my opinion. But it it, it does come at the cost of the of the loyalty showing those players. If he's gonna have to drop somebody eventually, so I I get it. But it, it as these nil nils keep racking up, <laughs> he might have to change it. Charlotte. Yeah, I 
I do agree. I think we need to we need some more creativity and and a bit more um, uh, 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 maybe a change in midfield. I know you're going to bring me on in on a certain point that we were talking about, but we were talking about several, so you're going to have to give me a steer. <laughs> I think I think you wanted to talk about um, the lack of standout individual performances yes, at the okay. minute. Okay, yeah. So this was my main point. Got you. Um, so yes, I I was talking about this. It's it's true. Sometimes we talk about the podcast before we do the <laughs> podcast. Um, I was talking about this in the car on the way in. We the there were a lack of standout performances. Maybe Nick Pope yesterday for that amazing save that kept it a clean sheet and kept it a point for us. Um, would have been my my main standout performance. But otherwise, I struggled to sort of see where any other player would would get sort of more than a seven out of 10, which we talked about on our patron instant reaction. But maybe that's kind of a, a good thing is kind of what I was saying. Like it's this unit that Eddie Howe has created. It's this, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to spin it. It's this unit that is created. It's this very hard to break down side. But Alex, you and I were talking about how one creative player changes that entire, that, that, that unit is is good enough but you do need to start scoring goals one creative player changes that one nine out of ten performance means that we score one or two goals because we do get to break them down so I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing but it sort of expands on size point there about sort of this creativity bringing on somebody a bit more attacking or just getting a bit more of an attacking mindset against a team like Crystal Palace who we now know how they play uh, yeah. For all this talk about everybody working us out, we know how they play. We like they ha- they didn't play any differently yesterday to how they've played three times against us this season, in varying sort of levels with different players. But I I, I just I, I we do know what to expect, and we and I a little bit more flair would have would have won us the game. So I'm pleased you said that. That's a very good point, and it goes back to what Sai said immediately before you about having kind of seen this problem before and have, having had these conversations before. This isn't new. Yesterday wasn't new. Um, you know, in this unbelievable run which we've been on, um, there's the Bournemouth home game, the two Crystal Palace games at home in the uh, in the league and the cup, the Bournemouth game in the cup. We struggle to break down teams who show almost no uh, attacking intent. Look at that game yesterday. Crystal Palace didn't have the ball in our box pretty much until just before half time when Wilfred Zaha just threw himself to the ground. <laughs> that that was that was the dominance Newcastle showed. You you are you are gonna get that more and more. And you know, this is the thing. Newcastle play Everton and beat Everton 1-0, and it's a very similar type of game. But Miguel Moron scores a, a screamer from the edge of the box. The, the the kind of the complexion of the analysis is different because we won the game and it's three points and everyone's fucking buzzing. But the performance is very similar against Everton. We're dominated. We didn't really work Jordan Pickford mm. apart from <coughs> the, the, when he got lobbed on the line. This, this is something that they're aware of. This is something that's going to have to be developed. And, and, and I saw a good point on social media yesterday. I apologize not to uh, give credit to the person who posted this. Um, since the takeover, Newcastle have signed one player in attacking positions. Two, including Chris Wood. Chris Wood, but he's gone. Yeah. So since the takeover, they've bought Alexander Isak for those for that front three. Yeah. So that those players are still Mike Ashley era players, and that is not in keeping with the development of the rest of the squad. Whilst, of course, Howe has improved many many players to a high level. 
you know, if James Madison plays for Newcastle yesterday, they'd probably win that game comfortably. Mm. And that's that's the difference. And I also want to make the point that, because Kyle, I want to bring you in a sec, but I want to make the point that this happens to teams in our position. Anytime there's a pretender to the top six, the second half of the season is normally where it falls apart. And I'm not saying it's going to fall apart. And I think we're better than the teams I'm about to list now. But you look at West Ham the past few seasons, great start. They get into normally February and all of a sudden teams have got 11 men behind the ball because it's not West Ham who are kind of average but have had a decent couple of results. It's West Ham who are a top six team. Newcastle are a top three team, top four team. And teams completely change it and they don't have the quality. It's not about like energy or effort or even team selection sometimes. They just don't have the quality there to be able to look at a team like last night, uh, Palace last night, or Leeds when they came to St. James's Park, and get through that kind of lack of ambition. And it might just be, you know, that this transfer window might be even more important because we need, what do Newcastle need? They don't need anything defensively. They need midfield um, cover for bodies, simply bodies in midfield. But they need someone who can unlock tightly packed defences. And apart from ASM, who he doesn't want to pick, there isn't really anyone in the squad apart from John Joe Shelby who's injured and doesn't really get involved in that end of the pitch anyway who you'd say opposition teams are worried about when they're on the ball side. I think that attitude change towards Newcastle United from other teams has already happened. I think it was happening before Christmas. Teams have already started to show us that respect, like you say, of, of oh, actually, this isn't Newcastle who we're going to go and take three points off. This is Newcastle who we're going to be absolutely buzzing if we can get a draw with. I mean, the, the Palace fans are going tits at a nil-nil draw yeah. with about 10 minutes to go. Leeds fans did the same at St. James's Park. Chelsea came to Newcastle before Christmas and would, would, would have been buzzing with a draw. They seem to be playing for a draw and it's like, yeah. it's already happening. That was happening in November. And it's 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 something that we probably didn't expect to have to adapt to so quickly. Teams treating us like like a terrifying dominant force that we are. So it's uh, it's we've had to learn as we went. Eddie Howe found the answers before the World Cup and I'm sure you'll find them again, but it's it's it's... it's, it's I'm struggling to keep up with how fast we as a team are having to evolve with, with what's happening. I think that's the point, isn't it? This kind of like evolve kind of, it makes you think about, I feel like it's kind of lucky that we're in the position we're in, in a way. Like if you look at where we were last season, it's a year since that Leeds game, yeah. which turned things, it's, it's only a year. What a stressful day that was. <laughs> <laughs> only a year. And that, that's how, like, sort of quickly, and we're, and we're sitting in third at time of recording. I know there's some games today and stuff. But um, I feel like it's almost a little bit lucky. Like every, At the beginning of the season, everybody was saying, it's evolution, not revolution. It's not going to be quick. It's, you know, it's this. And then some of us were saying revolution. Well, <laughs> and fans were saying it. And then all of a sudden we started winning and it was like, actually, it's revolution. It's <laughs> revolution. Well, it's somewhere in the middle, isn't it? Like, it's not, if you'll excuse the pun, black and white. It's, it's we've, we've gotten so much better and better than we thought we could get. And, and now it's frustrating that, that we're sort of sitting in this sort of a few draws every, every now and then. It's not, like, it's not that bad. Like, the more I think about this and hear us talk... This isn't bad. Like you said at the top of the show, Alex, four points out of Fulham and Crystal Palace. You, you, you can't sniff at that. I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have snapped your hand off for that this time last season. So yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. And and we've got, to, well, to be fair, we've got one of the best defences. Like I've got the, uh, Sky Sports showed a couple of graphics yesterday, which just 
filled us with absolute pride. I mean, <laughs> goals conceded after 19 games, Newcastle stand at 11, and the company that they showed that, that that team with, all of them have went on, like most of them went on to win titles, like the Chelsea 2005 team under Mourinho, uh, the Man United team that won uh, the Champions League the same season. Like, this defence is in, is in great company, and sure, like, we're... We're having a bit of a moan about the lack of attacking threat and stuff and, and things like that, but it's a nice problem to have. A luxurious like, moan. Uh, barring, <laughs> I says, I says, I says this eye before the podcast. Like we've only looked uh, barring like like all these close games where we draw nil nil and it's frustrating that we haven't put the the nail in the coffin. It's like we haven't we haven't deserved to lose any of them. Brighton, you could probably argue Nick Pope has to make three good saves in that game, but other than that, we're like teams have a plan to draw against Newcastle, but no team really has a has anything to beat Newcastle at the minute, and I think that's that's something to take because we're coming for we're going in every game where at least a point is is guaranteed. I mean, I think one thirty nine points in this team last season. Yeah. I think you would have killed someone for thirty nine points. Killed someone. <laughs> yeah, like, like we're, we're stuck on like seven. Seven to fifteen points all season, and then like we didn't win game. We didn't win a game until December. Like it feels like a real window into your mind, there, Kyle. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not uh, psychotic. I promise. But uh, <laughs> but you are uh, right, though. You are right. Like you know, people would. You would murder as well, would you, Charlotte? No, no, not not about the murder. No, no I want to be on record there. You're not right about the murder. Um, Depends no, who the, you want to kill, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um. But the uh, the point about you know there were all these jokes last last week after we beat Fulham like oh we're safe now, yeah. and uh, it, like yes we are obviously but that is where we were a year ago so I'm not gonna dig into them too much um, about a, about a sort of exactly what we expected performance at Crystal Palace. And if we look at the next few games, you know it's it's Southampton twice, it's West Ham who are bottom five side, Bournemouth who are bottom five side. Liverpool, who are like tenth or some shit, I don't know. They're shit. They're terrible. Um, <laughs> and then, and then in theory, it is the League Cup final um, before we go to Man City. Then host Wolves and, and Forest. So yeah, you know, on paper, Liverpool look like is it, you know probably will be a tough test at home because I don't want to just uh, completely write them off. But Newcastle are, are far, you know, one in Newcastle, um, eight points clear of them maybe at the minute um, in the league, possibly ten points. Um, so I do, I do, you know, I do think Newcastle's next run of fixtures, if you look right through to the end of March, there's only Manchester City in there mm. who, who who you think are genuinely going to have a, a realistic chance going into that fixture of beating Newcastle United. Just shows how far we've come though, Alex. Like, what? it's like, we're looking at a run of fixtures and we're thinking only Man City can realistically beat with. Yeah. Like it's it, 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 it's crazy, and even then we're we're in the transfer window. We've still got players, hopefully, to come in to add to the attacking problems that we have spoke about in the podcast. Like we just seem to be this like it's like a snowball effect, and it's just we're, eventually the snowball's going to be so big, we're just going to be too hard to stop. I will also say that you know these sort of slightly lackluster performances often precede pretty good ones. Um, if you think about I know that we're pretending that it didn't happen, but the FA Cup tie against Sheffield Wednesday, obviously tons of changes, very different circumstance, but not great. And then the two games after that were just like two wins. So um, 
I'm happy with a kind of lacklustre performance against Fulham if it means we're going to go to St. Mary's <clears throat> on Tuesday and absolutely smash them. Yeah. Because that is, to your, you know, you made this point earlier, that is the important thing this month. We absolutely have to get into that League Cup final. Yeah. It's really important. It's so exciting. We haven't been in a final in like six years. A final? No, not a final. A sem- six, a sem- I wish. No, <laughs> sorry. I'm in semi-mode. Se- semi-2017, right? Quarter final against Hull. So we haven't been in a semi since 05. God. And a final since. <laughs> even, even Bruce got to a quarter final. Yeah. That's twice true. Twice. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Um, You're right, though. I agree completely. Yeah. With you. Sorry. All over the place with my dates. But the point stands. It's really important that we focus on that. So, um, you know, if, if we were a little bit um, slow on the ball yesterday, maybe that is on purpose. Maybe it's like maybe Callum Wilson is saving himself for a big game against Southampton. I don't know. No, we talked about the yesterday, didn't we? Um, I I think there there was an element of it. it looked like we might have been holding something back. Some of those players. Wilson's a perfect example. Wilson, share Trippier. Um, I'm thinking of other players who are like Dan Byrne, you know, in in or around their thirties. Not going to get many more opportunities for silverware. It's a big deal to a player, to, you know, to have silverware against your name. And I think they all recognize that. It's not just the supporters who are desperate to, to win something. I think some of these players would love to win something. And you definitely saw that in the, the performance against Leicester last Tuesday was out of this world. Like they, 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 upped, they upped their game a level or several levels. Certainly first off, we came out all guns blazing and looked like we were going to batter them like 8-0. Those players are massively into this cup run, and I think we will see that again on Tuesday. It's it's something Eddie Howe's got to kind of address if, if we're going to start like treating league games as secondary to league cup games. But I can totally understand why that is. Some of those players don't want to get injured ahead of a of a, of a league cup, so maybe they weren't putting their bodies on the line quite as much yesterday. And again, I, I'm caveat that I don't I don't think it's as bad as I'm describing, but I think it just explains why maybe there's a five percent, ten percent drop off in terms of that kind of urgency that desperation to win the game that we've seen at different times this season i think that i think we will see a totally different performance on tuesday based off the fact that some of those players will be absolutely gagging to get into a cup final and go to wembley just as much as the supporters totally agree and uh what a what a week it's it's going to be you know normally i fucking hate it when we get knocked out of cup competitions and there's no game mm. over a weekend but now it's just even if we batter southampton which we might we've done it before this season already um and they also got a really poor result at home yesterday. Maybe yeah. the, all of the things you just described there affect that you know their players as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just a great week to be in Castle fan. There's so much to be positive about. Yeah, we got to draw Crystal Palace. Should have won, didn't win. That's okay. We move on. We're still a very very good football team. We're still third on merit, and I can't wait. Uh, I just got a, a message from Kev Lawson who who sends uh, since the restart since the World Cup, NUFC have scored just three goals from an xG of almost eight. That is just. That is well. It's a bit of bad finishing, mm-hmm. but also bad luck. That's just other teams getting insanely lucky against us. That luck will change. We're still top of the hit the crossbar and post league. This team, it's not like this team doesn't have goals in it. It does yeah. have goals in it. And someone's still hammering. Like. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I hope I it's something. Yeah, <laughs> twice. Yeah, twice. Don't need goal difference in the <laughs> in the league cup. Just need to win those two games one nil. Yeah. Okay, I think we'll uh, we'll call it there. Um, thanks so much for listening thanks to you three for joining me Uh, Charlotte and I and a couple of others at least will be back late Tuesday night yeah talk about the smashing talk about Southampton's disgrace hopefully 
and uh, join us on Patreon if you like the podcast. If you want us to keep doing them, please help us out. Join us for £3 a month. Uh, the link is in the description to the pod. Also, we still have tickets available for our live show uh, on the stand on the 7th of February. Uh, Charlotte and I, plus the host of Northeast Journalists, will talk about Newcastle United. We'll analyse the transfer window and hopefully look forward to a Wembley Cup final. Yeah, it'll all be about the Cup. Yeah. Um, come and join us. Tickets are 15 quid plus a small fee. Uh, link again in the description to this pod over 200 people coming along come and join them speak to you soon